Boom. How you doing, everybody? Welcome to another episode of True Story Bro. My name is John Krause. I'm your host. And today is episode number six. Uh, we're just getting this thing rolling, and I am super pumped up. I've got a guy on here coming on who I actually met through another group called the King's Council. I know you guys have heard me highlight that group plenty of times uh, during these calls because, again, my family of choice has stories, you know, and they have stories that are going to inspire you. So I met this guy. He was a, a guest on one of our calls, and his story just is just straight up awesome, you know, and that's all I can describe. I'm going to let him use his words. Um, and I'll let him just kind of, I'm not, there's not much for me to intro because it's best coming out of his mouth. His name is Dustin Johnson and him and his wife, it's, I don't know, is it your wife that you, you and your wife are together? Yeah. Yep. So you, him and his wife are, they built this yeah. bus and I'll let him talk more about it, but they're traveling around the Southeast, like just spreading love and spreading fitness and, and just doing their thing. So without further ado, Dustin Johnson, welcome to the story. I appreciate you coming on my, my, my podcast. And, um, and just sharing your story of, of what you've gone through in life. And, uh, you know, take me back to, you know, take, start me, start me like where you started, like, wh where'd you grow up? Like, wh where was your background? Cool, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I'm currently in the Tucson desert, so it might be a little skippy as the internet is not perfect here, but I, I, we'll, we'll get through the whole podcast. Um, I was actually born in Yankton, South Dakota. And I grew up most of my life in Nebraska. Um, and you asked about my, my wife and both of us moved around a ton when we were kids. I, I think between the two of us, by the time we finally sold everything that we owned and, and actually took off traveling full time in 2017, we had both moved like a total of 42 times. Wow. So being mobile was was actually okay for us we were kind of used to like you know moving packing up moving packing up moving and, and I obviously moved um as a kid with my father his his job uh, uh allowed us to move around and bounce from house to house and things like that so not really having stability or not really having a place to plant roots so to speak has kind of been uh, uh a thing for me and my wife and actually as we're coming to the end of this season, we've been traveling now for almost four full years. Um, two of them years, I used to build bridges for a, a major railroad in this country. And uh, so we would travel with them. Uh, 2018, we were in 25 different states. I mean, we were all over. And then wow. uh, 2019, we decided to buy a bus and build it. And then 2020, we actually moved into the bus and started living in it. And then the freaking virus hit and things got weird. So we settled in Salt Lake City, Utah for about 12 months, um, did some work, uh, built our business a little bit and just kind of uh, from, from there. Then obviously we moved back into the bus and, and here we are in sunny Tucson, Arizona today. That's awesome, man. I love it. I love it. I didn't realize you traveled that much. That's crazy. So what did your... When you were a kid, what what, job, what business was your dad in that brought you places? So my dad worked for a, a major pipeline in this country and it okay. switched jobs several times. But I think by the time he left, it was Valero or New Star, New Star Energy. Basically, basically, when you go to the gas station to get fuel, he actually fueled the semis that brings the fuel to the gas stations. And so when you would see them filling that, he would fill them at a major tank farm. And, and he did that literally from like, I, I think he took that job when I was like, two years old and so that was all i ever knew of him was that job that was all he ever did and he actually retired 
two or three years ago from there. So that, like I said, that, that was all I ever knew was that job that he worked. <clears throat> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, we had talked before about like, you've got a new book coming out. Um, yeah. What, what, tell me quick about that. And, and obviously we'll highlight that in the, in the show notes. So people know how to buy that uh, and where to buy that for you. Uh, tell us about it real quick. So it's called strength through struggle. And, and obviously it, it starts just like back where we did, where, where I was born and, and, and the struggles of traveling and moving. And, you know, I, I got picked up and packed up when I was like the fourth quarter of third grade. So I had all these friends, I had all this school, I had all these sports that were already orchestrated. And then we literally moved halfway across Nebraska to a whole new place, to a whole new town, to a whole new school, to a whole new friend system. And, and, and so there was struggles with that. There was challenges in that. And then we moved into a, an apartment there. So just me and my mom and sister lived in that apartment together while my dad sort of finished up work there. And then we moved to a different house and then we moved to another house. And it, it was just always packing and moving different neighborhoods, different, different things like that. And, and I think it, it, it helped me become now where it's like, I'm, I'm more than willing to live in the desert in Tucson today and we'll drive to Mesa on Sunday and, you yes. know, bounce around. So I think it afforded me a lot of opportunities and it, and it taught me that one thing too, like you always were kind of getting rid of other stuff that you didn't necessarily need. And, and obviously when you live in a, in a short bus, we, we literally have a hundred square feet of living space. When you get down to that much, uh, you learn to live with as little as, as you actually need. And it, it becomes kind of a challenge with like what you can get away with. We call it a week and a Wednesday. So a week and a Wednesday is like a week's worth plus three more days of t-shirts, underwear, socks, whatever. But that's all you got like a week and a Wednesday's worth of stuff. And, and, you know, we got four plates, four cups, four spoons, four, four forks, just so that, you know, that that's it. That's all we have. And, and yeah. like when we got down to this in, in 2017, we actually got down to six totes worth of stuff. So the totes with the lids, yeah. that was all me and my wife had. And that's, that's it. That was all we ever had. And, and that was how we started traveling. And so it, it, I, I believe that all the moving and bouncing around helped me get to a space where I can live like we do today. Yeah, that's all. I, I love hearing how you kind of took your experience and, and it's really molded how, how adaptable you are. Can you take me back real quick? Because I really think there's going to be some some kids, right? Maybe that hear this, that 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 could serve like you. You went through a lot of moves and I know there's kids and going through this now from from house to house, apartment, apartment, location to location. Tell me how you kind of got through that. Like what I mean, it had to be tough. Had to be tough on you. You know, going through. Yeah, the 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 one when we moved all the way across Nebraska was really tough because, like I said, I I was I was situated. It was third grade. I literally went to a new school on the fourth quarter, first day of third grade. So uh, starting yeah. a new, you know, everybody was already friends and all that. So it was rough. But the neighborhood that we went to when we bought a house, it was a kid friendly neighborhood. So yeah. that helped. We was always, you know, hockey, football, basketball. We was always running around causing mayhem and. Yep. But but I, I can attribute to some of the trouble I've gotten in my life literally started about the day that we got to Columbus, Nebraska. Like it was, I, I lost everything I knew. The kids I ran around with wasn't necessarily the best of influences. You know, there was older kids, younger kids, and, and it was just kind of a wild free for all. And that kind of started 
the, the, the rest of the book where it goes into drug abuse and, and you know, quitting sports and, and sex and, and all these things, speed and motorcycle clubs and, and all that being. When I got all done writing the book, it, it kind of came to me, whether you want to call it God or whatever, but it was, it was like I had to write this book. It was like it was the perfect timing for me to write this book because the second that I got done with it, and, and right now it's at the editor and stuff like that. But when I was done with my part, yeah. it was like the book that I just wrote was who I was. And today I'm focused on who I am. And yeah. so it was like I needed to write all them chapters so I could close that chapter and start the next one, which is what we're, we're kind of getting ready to do now. It's, it's been happening here. I'm, I'm literally in the middle of a changing of the seasons yeah. since about August of this year. That's incredible, man. I love it. I can't wait to read that book. I know I've heard a little bit of your story. And, and so, so I think one of the things that, that I don't know much about, like, other than what, what I've heard just now, you know, you, you know, you were the, the thing that caught me when I first heard your story was like, this dude is in a motorcycle, motorcycle club, you know, like doing some crazy stuff. I can imagine, you know, I mean, that, that life is on the road and listen, I love motorcycles. I want one again. I used to have one, but I never been in a motorcycle club. But to go from like, take me from that lifestyle, what, what made the transition? Like where you were go, doing like all this stuff, motorcycle club, all the, all this, like as an adult, what made the transition where you were just like, I got, I got I've got to do something different. Like what, where did that happen? When did that happen? I, and I know, listen, I know, I know this is probably all in your book and I know that people, we want people to read that book. Um, but what can you give me on, on, on kind oh, of yeah. transition? Oh yeah. I'll give you anything, man. So 2009, uh, 2008, I met my wife. And, and actually the day I met her, she told me she had a disease called endometriosis that ultimately might lead to her not being able to have children. Gotcha. And at the time I had made some poor decisions in my past. I, I, we was running, you know, drinking and doing all the things. So it, it never really affected. It was like, okay, cool. Sounds good. We'll, we'll fight that battle when we get there. Yeah. In 2009, I married her. And, and, and since between basically when I met her to when 2012 came around, she had four surgeries for endometriosis. She had it really bad. It's called stage four. And, and basically it wreaked havoc on her life from, from 2008 to 2012. So on June 13th of 2012, she actually had a hysterectomy uh, to, to ultimately kind of whack it out of her and, and, and sort of give her some relief from the pain and disease that she had had going on well between 2009 and 2012 a lot happened you know that was when we was running with some clubs that's when we was doing some craziness and she was battling disease and along that it became depressive it became you know hard on both of us it became because I couldn't do nothing for her she's crying on the floor there's nothing you yeah. can do and there was there was a lot of struggle in that and yeah. so Ultimately, we led to food, drugs, other women, sex, you know, all, all the speed, motorcycle stuff, you know, all these things started adding up. And so when she had a hysterectomy in 2012, I was actually at a point with prescription pills that I was taking 6,000 milligrams of prescription pills a day. And so, I mean, we was 100 miles an hour, high speed, low drag, and, and it was it was pure craziness mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so uh september of that year we was coming home from a a, a motorcycle weekend and and things were crazy and, and and i was high as shit she was hitting me on the back of the helmet keeping me awake and all this and 
we kind of had a run in and, and I almost shattered a cop's windshield. And, and when we got home, man, she flipped out. She's chewing my ass, telling me I got to straighten up and all this. And, and literally about a month later, I checked into treatment center in Knoxville, Tennessee. I had went four days with no pills. I went through a nasty, nasty withdrawal situation yeah. and in my French, but basically on Friday at, at 11, 12 o'clock PM after wrenching around on the floor and sweating and freezing and sweating and freezing. She, uh, I, I got up from the floor and I, I finally looked at her and I said, baby, I'm either going to rob the fucking pharmacy or I need to go get some help. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I guess it's now a good time to go get some help. So I, yeah. I literally, I was working for the railroad. I, I called the employee assistance program and the guy answered at midnight. And he I said, dude, I, I need help. I, I need to go somewhere. And he said, cool. When do you want to go next week, next month or next year? I said, I needed to go yesterday get me out of here and get me out of here now yeah and and literally about 36 hours later i was on a plane headed to knoxville tennessee wow dude that's crazy that's crazy yeah so that was kind of the turnaround that was yeah. like that 2012 was kind of a meltdown for us we were yep. in debt we owed on everything. We just gave up our opportunities to be parents biologically. Yep. You know, the clubs, we, drugs, booze, food. I was 260 pounds overweight. Like our lives were a freaking wreck. And yeah. so from there, obviously, like the next three or four years, we basically had our heads down and, and working on rebuilding our marriage, rebuilding our, our bodies. You know, was cool. I was smoking three packs of cigarettes a day. Like it was insane, man. Yeah. So, yeah. It was literally like three or four years in there where it was just sort of a rebuilding phase or a, or a recovery <laughs> phase and, and just kind of, you know, doing AA and, and doing all the things to kind of just get back to living life together. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You got listen. I'm talking to the audience now. You got to look up pictures of this dude. <laughs> he, he is not overweight. He's in shape. He is shredded. I've seen pictures on, on, on your Instagram. I'm like, man. Dude, you've made a transformation, man. Kudos to you. That, that's incredible. That's incredible. Just physically. I know it's been a whole yeah. lot more than physical, though, trans transformation. You know? Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. So, so again, part of the reason what, how we met was through my King's Council group that I belong to. You were invited to speak and share your, share your testimony. And that's kind of one of the things that, that struck me. Like, you know, did you kind of go to, go, to the, go to that service? Were you already like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm in the book? Or was it, was it, were you dragged there? Like some dude, come, come, come check this out. You know, how was it? How did that come down? So I, 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 I went to a mastermind meeting in April of 2021 mm -hmm. and there was two people speaking at it that I wanted to go to listen to. And the first one was a pastor. His name's pastor Keith. And the mm -hmm. second one was Steve Weatherford. Yep. And, and somehow I looked out pastor Keith was the first person to speak at it. And Steve Weatherford was the last person to speak at it. And so when I went there, I was still a little broken, man. I had, I had got back into smoking dope and, and, and doing some things and all this. Mm -hmm, and, you know, mm -hmm. I had been pretty beat down. So I'm sitting in the crowd and here comes Pastor Keith. And the second he opens his mouth, it was literally like, man, I need this guy in my life. I don't know what he has, but I like this guy's a breath of fresh air and he provides hope. You know wow. what I mean? Yeah. He's, he, he's in great shape. He's 61 <laughs> years old and, and, he, and he controls the room. It was leadership. It was positivity. Mm -hmm. It was God. It was people. And I was just like, a God at this time was not in my life or, or, or very, very little, not, not, not so much, uh, uh, saved or, or, or anything like that. 
definitely in the back of my mind, I guess we could say. And uh, so he's up there and he's talking about how he appreciates his wife and how he runs his life and how God is the forefront. And I'm like, I'm literally in the, in the, in the stands with tears running down my face, just listening to this man speak. And I, when he got done, I just looked over at my wife and I said, what did you get? And she said, we need him in our lives. And I no was way. like, yeah, wow. we, we sure do. Yeah. And so uh, I said, what did you get from it? And she said, man, God and people. That was the biggest thing I kept hearing was God and people. And I said, that's exactly right. Like we need God in our lives and we need different people in our lives. And, and so it, it, that, that made a, a good sense to us. We knew what we needed to do. And so to end that event, Steve Weatherford comes on and here comes out, you know, he's got tattoos and he's got oh. the whole, you know, kind of macho man uh, situation yeah. oh, and yeah. very, very fit, very strong, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. he, he starts talking about all his problems and, and, and drugs and, and all these things and winning the Super Bowl and, mm -hmm. you know, not feeling whole and all this yeah. stuff and his dad wasn't necessarily on his side the whole time. And it was yep. like, he just resonate. Ah, here I am again, balling like a, a, a kid in, in, yeah. in church here, listening to the guy talk about Jesus. And it was so rad, man. And, and, and I got done and I looked over at my wife and I said, what'd you think? She said, we need people like him in our lives. And I said, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> and uh, I, 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 I knew, I, I said, what did you get and talking about God and people. So now we know we need God and at least them two people in our lives. Like that, that's clear. We, we, yeah. we established some boundaries here. We need God and these two people. And, and somehow we lucked out. Steve actually moved from San Diego to Frisco, Texas, which is where the church is that Pastor yep. Keith speaks at. And uh, so again, back to the bus. In the meantime, my wife and I were getting ready to pack up and leave Salt Lake City. And we were getting ready to go on tour, like you said earlier. Yeah. We we decided I got tired of hearing about health and all this stuff. So so I, I decided I wanted to actually bring health to the forefront. Health yes. to me is like exercise, eat right, do all the things. It's, it's not what we're being told right now, and I'm not gonna get into all that. But I just <laughs> yeah. wanted to like bring 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 my version of what health is to the forefront. And so we decided to go to 10 different cities to 10 different parks and put on a free workout on, on a Saturday morning. And then we do a little nutrition seminar. And obviously we let people tour the bus and uh, we give them, we, we, we got some sponsors. So we give them some of our sponsor packages and, and uh, me and my wife are Amazon bestsellers. Uh, we wrote a book called how to live a healthy lifestyle. And so we give that to them and like just literally give them healthy real things that they can do today to live a healthier lifestyle mm -hmm. and so along that journey uh we was getting ready to go to dallas which was one of our one of our stops and on the way to dallas i'm looking on my phone to see if we could link up with them two men like if yes. we could somehow yes. you know go to the church and, and do the thing and lo and behold that week they were having an event one for women, which was on Thursday night, which my wife got to go to, got to meet uh, Pastor Sheila, which yep. is Keith's wife, yep. and yep. got into the church and the whole thing. And then on Friday night, they had an event called Warrior Night. And I was I had seen blips of it on Facebook before, and we had been watching church online since we met them in April. And yes. so yes. every Sunday we would watch church online because we was living in Utah. And then as we were touring, we was watching it online. So it was going to be the opportunity for us to finally settle into this church where we had been watching for so long. Yeah. So I show up to warrior night. 
I knew one person in there that I had met like five minutes beforehand, but mm-hmm. I had discussed a few things with him on Instagram, yeah. like within the last couple weeks. And, and so I show up, he says, find me and we'll sit together. I said, cool, man. Sounds good. Nice. I didn't know anybody else. There's 400 men in there <laughs> and I hadn't been to church in forever. Right. I wasn't doing the whole God thing, so to speak. Yeah. And we're at this event and, and they're talking and, and, and we're doing the, you know, singing and praising and, and, and we're doing all the man things and it was cool. And it, it was like uplifting and, you know, it felt really yeah. cool, but like, it wasn't my jam. I wasn't used to it, so right. to speak. Right. And it comes to a point where they said, tonight we want to, we want to uh, raise a hundred thousand bucks. We want to raise a hundred thousand bucks tonight. And, and we want to, you know, give it to other charities or whatever. And so here I am. And, and he said, so anybody that wants to, to donate a thousand dollars, stand up. And I was like, man, I don't got that kind of money. I'm just going to sit here, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I just started, getting, I just started getting this pit in my stomach and I was like, well, you know, you got a couple thousand in the bus. There's a few thousand in the bank. Like you do have this money. You can't literally sit here and tell God that you don't have it when yep. you really do. Yeah. And, and he's counting people 60, 65, 70, whatever. And, I was like, I don't know why, but I got to stand up. And so I stand up and the guy that I showed up with, Josh, he stood up too. And he goes 125, 126, 127. And it, I was 127. And he said, what is your name? And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> I said, my name is Dustin. And he said, all right. And he starts kind of like doing one of these numbers. And he says, uh, Dustin, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and guess that this is your first time here. And I said, yeah, you're right. And he said, all right, well, I got a message for you. And I said, okay. And he said, I, I feel like you've been kind of all over the place on your recent journey with God. And, and, and he's taking you all across the country and kind of moving around. And I was like, yeah, you could say that. And he said, Dustin, I- He's also telling me that maybe you, you gave up everything in your life to, to pursue this, to, to, to do this, to chase this dream of yours. And I said, yeah, that's 100% right. He said, man, uh, I, I'm just telling you right now, like, like God is with you. Why don't you come down here to the front? And so yeah. here I am. Now I'm in front of 400 men. And he starts prophesying over me and he said, God has you on this journey and, and he has you out here doing what you're doing. And, and, and he knows that you're struggling and that it's hard and that you've been looking for a father figure and all these things. And he said, he just wants you to know that he's here with you right now. And his hand is on your head and all the way to the bottom of your feet. And, and, and he is literally guiding you through your life right now. And it was just like, dude, I was 800 degrees. I'm sweating. <laughs> guy you know I, I had two guys behind me that were kind of like holding me up in case i went out or whatever and like yeah. one of the guys was like dude you were shaking and and, and it was it was wild because i'd yeah. never experienced anything like this yeah and he's he's speaking latin over me he's speaking english over me he's speaking latin over me and it, it's just like i got my hands up and, and he stopped and he said have you ever given yourself to jesus christ because he 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 wants everything right now everything that you've ever done everything you've ever been a part of and he wants it all right now and i was like no and he said let's do it and so i took his hands and right then and there i i, I gave my life to christ and and, and it was oh. the most powerful thing i've, I've ever done and, and so when i got done he said now turn around and i want you to see your new brothers and, and there was 400 men like we were talking earlier yeah that, yeah you know ready to hug ready to high five ready to show me some love and that was like 
a feeling that I had never experienced before. Cause a lot of my life I, I've ran alone or I've ran with, you know, only a certain few people and, and things like that. So to see people that I never even knew that were open arms and, and willing to, to, to be my family, it, yeah. it was really free grab. And so uh. from there, uh, the following Sunday, me and my wife actually got baptized there. And no from way. that day, yeah, from that day forward, I've actually been clean and sober since. I figured if God could cleanse me and give me another chance, I could cleanse myself and give him a chance. And so uh, clean and sober since then. And we actually started a 21-day Daniel fast, the day that we got baptized. So that's, wow. we only ate nuts and fruit and vegetables and seeds and oil and grains. And yep. then we also cut out all sex, all TV, all music, all everything. And literally just spent 21 days watching sermons and listening to faith music and, and really diving into wow. the Bible and, and, and all these things. And so since then, you know, I've been able to go back to Frisco a few times on our journey and, mm -hmm. and, and go to church there and all that. But you know, the, the amount of podcasts and, and, and since then I've wrote an entire book and, and, and things like that all happened in like the last couple months of my life when I accepted or Jesus accepted me as his son. That's amazing, man. What an inspiration you are. Your story is amazing, Dustin. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for sharing for that. Sure. I appreciate it because I obviously, you know, didn't hear the whole story, the, you know, that one time that you got on, but man, what an inspiration. I mean, if, if, if people don't get, here's my, here's my, like, this has always been my thought and, and I don't know how you feel about it, but God taps on your shoulder through your life. Right. And you know, whether it be, you know, you screwing this up, you screwing that up and, and him pulling you out of it. It's like that little tap on your shoulders. Like, Hey, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And at some point in the life, in your life, you're just like, I got to listen. I got to listen. So, that, I mean, that like that happened with me. And it's, I think that it happens with everybody. And the way things align in your life, God just works it out. And you, it, at a certain point, he smacks you in the face. And somebody somebody told me uh, on my, one of my podcasts, Mike, he's like, you ever hear that, uh, that poem, Footprints in the Sand, or whatever that is, Footprints in the Sand? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, the way I feel it, he's like, He's like, he, he's like, we call it butt cheeks in the sand. Cause sometimes God just drags you just, he just he drags you through to him. So that's kind of, I don't know. Your story is awesome, dude. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to uh, learning more about your story, getting your book. Um, man, I, you're going to touch so many people just in this, this podcast. And, and again, I, I just, uh, I, I appreciate it. Is, tell me a little bit more real quick before we wrap up about what you're specifically doing now with your business. Are you still doing like traveling around and doing your thing with business? Like what is your, what is your business? How can people help you and serve you through your business itself right now? Yes. Yeah, so me and my wife actually do online nutrition and fitness. And so that it's what we do. And, and we obviously had the bus. And so when we decided to travel again, it was just a no brainer to like, let's, let's give back, let's, let's do this. And so what we actually do, we have a few different ways of working with us, but, but ultimately it's, it's nutrition and fitness at this point. And we're actually getting ready to close the chapter of the bus and we're actually going to move to Frisco, Texas oh, and man. connect ourselves into that pipeline and stuff like that. I've got a couple opportunities that have kind of opened up there because I've got a lot of great friends there and, and, and a really good uh, mastermind community there. And so it's it's all just kind of opened up here in the last few months. And, and so we got 
we got Tucson on Saturday, Mesa next Saturday, and then San Diego the Saturday after that, and then the tour is over. And so I'm actually going to try to sell the bus, and if it doesn't sell, that's not a problem. It's just we're going to move to Frisco, and and ultimately we're looking to start a family, um, however we can Beautiful. figure that out or however yep. God has in, in, in store for us on that. Um, we, we've really been feeling heavy on our hearts with, with having a couple of children and ultimately building business and, and, and building life and, and church and faith and, and continuing on our path. And so basically what we're doing right now is the tour and is our online business and stuff. And, and my, my, it's, it's, it's just been a complete joy, man. It's, it's really been awesome. And, and, and it's going to be our focus moving into 2020. I love it, man. Well, you got a fan here and you're going to get a lot more fans uh, coming through. Um, so what I'll ask you real quick is some people are going to listen to this and, be on the road or whatever, and, and maybe hear like uh, your your Instagram handle or something like that. Like, how do people reach you? How do you want people to connect with you specifically? Yeah, so the easiest way is to hit me up on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, it's Dustin G Johnson, um, and, and and either one, I, I'm down for messages. I'm down. I actually had a dude message me this morning that he had listened to another podcast, and he said, "I just want to follow you, man." I said, "Come on, like let's let's talk, let's chat, let's 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 hit it up." You know what I mean? Let's let's cause let's create some some commotion. Let's yes, let's start conversations yes. and talk about things people don't necessarily want to talk about so Amen, yeah brother. that's the best way so i'm totally down for for messages and, and helping people or, or or talking about your story or, or whatever it is that you need um I, I truly that's what brings joy to me is is helping other people kind of figure some of this stuff out because it's all coming to me you know and and and, and being able to maybe help someone else is ideally what, what my whole goal in life is yeah man listen i appreciate it i appreciate the time you spent I'm just going to wrap this up real quick. Anybody wants to follow Dustin Johnson, I'm going to actually put all that, all the links in the show notes. That way, all you need to do is click and follow for Facebook, Instagram. I'm also going to find uh, the link for the um, both books for the how, how to live a healthy lifestyle book and get that in there so people can pick that up um, if they want to you know, learn about how to live a healthy lifestyle. And then once once your book Strength Through Struggle comes out, um, if there's a link now, I'll get it. If not, you just let me know and I'll, I can always update the, uh, the profile on there and get the new link in there. But anyway, Dustin, I want to thank you for being on the show. Um, this again, folks, this is, uh, again, my story is true, true story, bro. That's the podcast. And I'm highlighting guys and gals that have awesome stories, just like Dustin, uh, of, of victory of, 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 you know, how, how they overcome, um, obstacles in their lives. It, 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 there's so many different stories. And my goal with this podcast is just to help people out, inspire people and, uh, you know, help them on their way. Uh, so I appreciate it. If you guys give me a like, a follow, give me some stars, give me a review and uh, definitely share this podcast with, with the masses because people need to hear this story. And uh, I love you for following and we'll, we'll definitely see you on the next chapter.